This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Are you thinking about doing your own podcast, but you don't know how? Well, have you heard about Anchor? It's actually the platform that I'm hosting through this right now. And yes, it's free. Not only is it free, it's super easy to use. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so much more. It's really that easy. And guess what? You can actually make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's a big deal. So it's really everything you need in one place to make an amazing podcast. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Something called prison food, also known as Lunchables. <laughs> and you want to judge our food, bitch? Yeah. How fucking dare Dude, you? like Lunchables are disgusting. Disgusting. So when I went back to my mom's store and I, I was hungry and I was like, oh, quick meal, Lunchables. I, eating the cracker, I was like, what the fuck? Like, you can't refrigerate crackers. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's fucking yeah. true. And the ham is like, you bite through it. Like, what is this gelatin? Yeah. <laughs> like, holy shit. Like, in five, four, three, two, one. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of A Genius, A Brain, A Podcaster. Hello to all my brain farts out there, new listeners and yeah. old listeners. What up, brain farts? That's right. My brain farts. I fucking love you to death, dude. If I ever meet you in person, I'm going to put my mouth on your penis. <laughs> <laughs> Consensually. Yeah. Consensually. If you allow, I love you very much. You have to say okay. And you have to say, okay. Then we have to look each other in the eye and say, I love you after. Mm. And then you have to kiss me on the mouth after I put it on your penis. Boom. <laughs> well, we have another episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. And in recent news, and one of the funniest things that I've ever seen, and we always see this type of shit all the time, is somebody trying to take credit for our Asian shit. Columbusing. Columbusing. You- they discovered Juke. <laughs> So if you guys don't know, this this thing is kind of going around right now. And I talk about kind of like these lunchbox stories, right? Yeah. And just to reiterate it, it's like when we were kids, when we say lunchbox stories, when we were kids uh, as Asian Americans, we would bring – even my, my diverse at school, I would bring Asian food and be like, it smells, that food is weird or whatever. Yeah. And well, now that people are becoming foodies, now this food is celebrated and it's being reintroduced to other people as if they know more about it when it was food that we used to be made fun of. Yeah. Well – we're seeing this version again and by a lady who's actually named Karen. <laughs> Shout outs to Karen, you fucking cunt. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Cheers, bitch. So this girl, this woman, this Karen, who is a Karen, is basically saying that years ago, she found this miraculous food called rice porridge, right? Yeah. And she couldn't eat anything. So she would eat rice porridge to make her stomach feel better. Guess what, bitch? That's Asian shit. Well, did you, do you hear about the backstory of where she discovered it? From where? Her like East East Medicine, Eastern Medicine Studies in New Mexico. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> New Mexico. You know where I learned that shit from? From my mom. Yeah. The that's why that's why we got this fucking chemistry, bro. Yeah, that's why we've been friends for fucking ten years. The pineapple? Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. So like whenever so in Asian culture, right? And this goes for anybody, Korean, Japanese, Vietnamese, Southeast Asian, whatever. Usually when you're really sick, you can't really stomach stuff. You don't want to chew things or you want something very mild. Well, what better source of energy that you could chew, you know, eat without having to chew your food and make your stomach feel really good yeah. is rice porridge. So rice porridge is essentially that. However you do it, it could be pre-cooked rice or just uh, rice granules itself that you just cook in an excess of water. Yeah. That starch develops and it creates a porridge, almost a risotto, but a little more liquidy. Yeah. So that's what we eat when we're sick and we also just eat, eat it as a dish. Yeah. So this lovely Karen learned it from an Eastern studies in fucking New Mexico. Yeah. What the fuck are you talking about, bitch? Get the fuck out of here with that shit. And then over time, she took out certain ingredients that she didn't like to add in, I don't know, fucking rose petals and I shit. Took, I took out salt. <laughs> I took out seasoning. And I took out flavor. Yeah. You fucking cunt bag. And here's the reason why this shit is so upsetting, right? It's not the fact that she found this new food or whatever, this new fucking food, this new amazing food. It's that she's repackaging it because it needs to be redone because it, and she's making it better. 
Yeah. What do you mean fucking better? What is this idea that when you have food from another culture and you Americanize it, you're saying I made it better? Who says that that food is fucking better? Yeah. Who the fuck are you to take our cuisine and say you're making it better? I have no problem people reiterating food, doing dope different shit with it. Yeah. But don't say that you're doing shit better because you put your filthy little fucking Columbus hands on it, you fucking colonizer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, the audacity. Yeah. Like why would she say that? I have no fucking clue. I mean, like the idea of just discovering a cuisine and then being like, oh, I can sell this in my neighborhood. Yeah. You know, to my friends, they'll they'll want to eat this. Yeah. And then she probably wears a kimono while serving it. (laughs) (laughs) She has a fucking Asian accent. These are one right here. These are so much better. Like fucking bitch, dude. It's a weird, weird thing for for some reason, these people to feel like, oh, I need to Americanize it to to better suit other people's palate. That's also okay with me, but don't say that you made our food, which is perfectly fine and delicious, better. Yeah. Better to who? Fuck you. You don't say that type of shit. That's offensive. Yeah. It's just that individualist kind of thing. Like, you know, my friends fucking hate Napa cabbage. So I made this cabbage out of my grandpa's fucking lettuce farm. (laughs) (laughs) It's better. Yeah. This kimchi is way better. You know, I mean, like, it's ridiculous because we all, like I said, part of the Asian American um, experience really is growing up and being fucking made fun of for all sorts of reasons. Maybe your food stinks. Maybe they think it's gross. Your your eyes are looks funny. Your face is flat. All these things. And now it's just really cool and it's hot. Now, you right? motherfuckers ate something called prison food, also known as Lunchables. <laughs> And you want to judge our food, bitch? Yeah. How fucking dare Dude, you? Like Lunchables are disgusting. Disgusting. So when I went back to my mom's store and I, I was hungry and I was like, oh, quick meal Lunchables. I, I, eating the cracker, I was like, what the fuck? Like you can't refrigerate crackers. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's fucking yeah. true. And the ham is like, you bite through it. Like, what is this gelatin? Yeah. <laughs> like, holy shit. Like, like um, white kids are fucking fed this Dude. on the daily. The fucking, you know what the crazy thing is? It's like they incepted my mind so much. Whenever I saw a white kid with Lunchables, I'm like, I won't dare. Yeah. I've always wanted and then begged my parents for Lunchables. They're like, all right. They're like, what the fuck? It's gross. Realizing we wanted to fit in. Yes. We didn't really want to eat delicious stuff. Well, we thought it was delicious, but no. Dude. Like, we got to fit in. Lunchables pizza. Remember that? Oh, that's Lunchables fucking pizza In the commercial It's like I can make my own pizza Dude I already know For a fact I love Gina dude Gina's my fucking Ride or die bitch I love that cute Little Vietnamese skank (laughs) She fucking Put up a story Where she was like Childhood nostalgia And it was Lunchables fucking pizza That's fucking White trailer trash Delicacy How (laughs) dare you Gina This is how I know Your tasting food sucks lady I don't give a fuck I have nostalgic food too But Nothing like that. Yeah. I understand where that comes from. But the fact that this lady who probably grew up eating Lunchables her whole life wants to take porridge, which is a delicious food, by the way. Fucking Cambodian porridge, Vietnamese porridge, Korean porridge, Japanese porridge. Yeah. Actually, Japanese porridge. But <laughs> they don't really do much with it. Yeah. It's like, I just to put the water. <laughs> just make it a little more wet. I know. Like Japanese food to me is Korean food, just less angry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like tenjang, not yeah. though. Like tenjang and miso. Like tenjang yeah. cook and miso. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah so it's, it's just... always like less intense fucking food. But this lady, I just don't understand too. It's like, you should understand in this climate and the rhetoric. It, it started off with the mahjong, mahjong set, remember? Yeah. The mahjong and then like pho. There's that thing. Yeah. Um, and then like uh, some YouTube channel making kimchi. And like I, I've seen a food uh, network show where this guy made kimchi out of apples. Like what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like it makes you like, oh, what are you what? talking about, dude? I, I'm Dude, at one point Costco was selling kimchi, right? So I bought a jar. I mean, you know, Costco size yeah. is fucking huge. That what I said earlier was because there was no Napa cabbage in there. Yeah, it was it was just regular ass cabbage and um like different kind of fucking lettuce and leaves. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, but it was kimchi. Like what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just this weird thing that people keep on doing that. I I really don't understand. There was this video that went viral that I was talking about. Not even viral. I think it's viral within LA. 
I think people were sending it to me to make me angry <laughs> about this lady who was starting shit. It's, it's this Korean restaurant that has been around for a while. It's like a jjigae or cook place. Jjigae means super stew place. Yeah. And she says that she typically, typically gets this stew all the time. And somebody's recording this altercation where she's yelling at the owner. Saying like, hey, I normally get this. I know what this should taste like. And this is way too spicy. Oh, my God. Right? And then this Korean guy goes, this is not a too spicy. <laughs> yeah. I know I'm supposed to feel bad. But just his response is funny. This is not a spicy. This is not a spicy. That's how he has to get his point across. Yeah. He has to use the fucking... The connotations with the mm-hmm. Korean language, too. We were talking about this earlier that I didn't know, but fucking Ed blew my mind. So you guys know shit like uh, like Pit My Rival <laughs> and the show called West Coast Customs. Yeah. And so basically on the show, and, and Pit My Rival, for, for you guys who are young who don't know what this shit is, it was a show with like Exhibit. Exhibit was the host. Yeah. People would have these fucking janky fucked up cars. And Exhibit would get these special people to come in and flip these cars and make it gangster as fuck. Yeah. I'm talking about not just subwoofers. There'll be a grill inside. There'll be dildos on the wall. I don't know what the fuck <laughs> it is. It'll be like a TV screen on the fucking wheels. Yeah. Like <laughs> for some reason. Crazy like, <laughs> shit. So it was just over the top insane. Like like a fucking rice cooker in the backseat for some shit. Yeah. Right? But explain the West Coast Customs episode. Okay. So <laughs> uh, if you notice, like if you look back at those cars, those colors were horrible. Right, those color matching, like the interior never matched with the exterior colors. And then, um, now, mind you, like West Coast Custom has been on TV for over a decade. Mm-hmm. They've been on multiple channels. Like after they left uh, Pimp My Ride, they had their own documentary shows across different networks. And at one point, um, I guess a bunch of their customers were just complaining about the the, the colors <laughs> schemes of their interiors because. There's a guy named Ish who does all the the um, what is that called leather work uh, for uh, the upholstery upholstery yeah for the interiors. His full name is Ishmael, by the way. Yeah, and, and so they call him Ish for short. Um, he's a Latino. He's a Mexican, do I believe? And named Ishmael. Ishmael and the owner Ryan and and him always get into fights. They get into fights every single project over the interior colors. And to the point where Ryan says, dude, you're colorblind, right? We need an orange and a green setup, right? And then Ishmael pulls out this, this color green that is a bright neon. Like I'm talking about, like, you know, those signs that you would see in the hood where they're like 99 cents off. And it's that neon green with <laughs> yeah. like the, the explosion spike type, that type of fucking neon green, yeah. highlighter like green. Like Seahawks neon yes. green, right? <laughs> so... He's like, what are you talking about? This this is the color right here. And they're just arguing over it. And he's like, you know what? You're colorblind. And he goes, no, I'm not. You're colorblind. Yeah. They get an argument over it. So what does he do? He fucking takes him to a fucking uh, optometrist to do a fucking color test for his eyes. And then the first few he gets, okay. He's like, that's a five. Yeah. All right. Now they're going to get harder. Second page. Wrong third page i can't see it yeah. <laughs> like dude they've been on tv for years oh my god and they've been getting an art into arguments and fights and just getting the wrong colors of their interiors <laughs> for all this time simply be because this guy was colorblind and he was adamant that he wasn't you have to understand this is years and years of work people complaining that the fucking seats are fucked up <laughs> and this dude ishmael which by the way i'm talking about as mexican as mexican gets yeah. like when i heard his his like like typical like Mexican accent, it sounded like a white racist person imitating a Mexican person. <laughs> like, you know what I imitated a Korean person? It's highly exaggerated. Yeah. That's what his accent sounded yeah. like. So it almost sounded like he was racist. I was like, oh, is he making fun of Mexican people? He's like, I'm not colorblind. Yeah. <laughs> like, bro, what the fuck? There's no way Ishmael talks like this. What are no. you talking about? I'm not colorblind. <laughs> and it was like, the funniest yet saddest thing you see on television for him. Like, I don't know, at this point, he's probably almost close to 40 years old. Yeah. Discovering he's colorblind. A master in his craft. Wow. Having to find, figure out he's that like, he's been getting the wrong like, color. I'm going to need to find a new job. 
<laughs> I'm not make, I'm not doing an exaggeration of look his accent. It, yeah. I'm saying this is exactly how he sounds. Look it up. Look uh, it up. Look it up on YouTube. Ishmael colorblind. <laughs> yeah. He reminds me. So you remember um, uh, the other Ed Park, Edric. So Edric used to have this worker that used to work uh, at the clothing factory because Ed is in clothing. He does Secret Society and everything. I was a company that I'm also a part of. Um, and they're doing all this other shit, right? He had he had one worker that used to crack me the fuck up, and he was the guy that would always call for lunch. And every time it was lunch time, everybody, lunch time. <laughs> used to crack me the fuck up. And you know, Ed and him are buddies. Yeah. And so one day I have a clip somewhere, but he he told like you hear Eddie goes, Hey, tell my buddy David So a uh, happy birthday. He goes, Happy birthday, David So. <laughs> <laughs> lunch time. <laughs> fucking it's love. A deep accent. Man, I mean. So I took Spanish for like a couple years mm-hmm. in high school. I don't fucking remember. Goddamn, man, it would help me so much living in LA now. But I don't remember a damn thing about Spanish. So at one point, I needed some help, and there was one Mexican kid and his cousin at our school, and I was like the one Asian kid. Oh so God. I mean, he was the only guy I knew to go to. So I was like, hey, I need some help with my Spanish. This podcast right. is brought to you by Manscaped, my friends. Have you been trimming your ballsack with the same old? face razor your whole life well that just means my friends that you have pubes in your mouth and i've guaranteed you've nicked your balls multiple times well no more having a hairy nutsack in a hairy private place you need manscape it's sleek it's amazing did i mention that their lawnmower 4.0 has wireless charging what in the technology are we talking about and by the way ladies out there if your man doesn't like shaving that's because he doesn't have manscape you should get him a pair of manscape lawnmower 4.0s have you noticed that your man also has nose hairs well guess what have you heard of the weed whacker i actually use this all the time those nose hairs adios sucker so to all my genius brain listeners get 20 percent off and free shipping with code genius brain at manscaped.com that's 20 percent off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code genius brain unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with manscaped i couldn't understand a fucking thing you were saying really <laughs> because of that deep accent you know because i'd be like i'd read something out me amo eduardo mm-hmm. he's like no me amo eduardo yeah <laughs> i could be like that, that, so that was vocal like, intonation yeah the intonation so i was like oh shit I, it's I, so I different like, i hear like the east la accent or whatever right and it's not like that I, yeah and for some reason when i heard people do that mexican accent i always assume it's like yo you don't know what fucking real mexican people sound like it doesn't sound like that but some of them do yeah. and i saw in that video for yeah. the first time <laughs> like i'm not colorblind <laughs> like, damn what in the hell is going on? That shit was so fucking funny. It's like I said, it's the saddest yet funniest clip you could see. <laughs> you guys have to watch that shit. Dude. Yeah. Ish colorblind. That's Ish all you can colorblind. Do. Ishmael. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and talk about a movie since we haven't done a movie review in a hot second. Now, I didn't watch much of this movie at all. Uh-huh. Now, this is a classic movie for most people. The first iteration with Michael Jordan. We are talking about Space Space Jam. Jam. My friends. Now, obviously, who is the biggest basketball star on earth right now? LeBron James. Right. Right. Obviously, you know, they didn't win the finals or anything. I think the Bucks did, right? Yes. I haven't followed basketball in a long time. but I, I stopped I, following basketball once the Sonics left Seattle. Yeah. So, and fuck OKC. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, little, moving little on. bitterness there. Yeah. yeah moving on. <laughs> but before we get into this, here's, here's one of the things that I heard about Space Jam that a lot of people were – you know, criticizing Space Jam for it was LeBron James' acting. Right? Oh my God. <laughs> Which, no kidding. You know, listen, he's a basketball player. But here's the thing, too. You know, the reason why, like, you can sit through the first Space Jam, maybe, I mean, because we were kids, right? We, we liked, we knew the old school Looney Tunes because they just be on repeat, you know, on TV. Love Looney Tunes as a kid. Yeah. Um, so people like us, we, we have a connection with Looney Tunes, even Tiny Tunes, right? Or That's the right. Animaniacs. And the other thing is Michael Jordan has charisma. That's right. Right. So even when he's freaking out, when he's going to outer space, his yelling, he's just like, oh, oh, right. And what's the bro James doing? Oh, <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Oh. Like, dude, can you not scream? Like, <laughs> here's the thing, right? The reason why I understand and I also give him a little slack is because I know how LeBron James talks. Mm-hmm. 
if you guys ever just want to laugh for like an hour straight, just go watch sports people get uh, brand deals. <laughs> Literally the funniest thing you'll ever see in your life. Hi, my name is, I don't know, Lejean Brames. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Lejean Brames. I use degree deodorant whenever I want to stop the sweat immediately. <laughs> Bro. The, one of the worst promos I've ever seen is fucking Justin Gaethje, UFC, lightweight fight. Oh one gosh. of my favorite fucking fighters in the UFC. Yeah. He has a brand deal set up with uh, Trojan condoms. What? <laughs> if you need protection, he drunk condoms. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, what the hell? Was it like right after a fight? His, hey, did you see that ringing? shit? Just look, yet, no. you got, I don't know, if you look at your, your phone later yeah, on. but I'll look it up later. Yeah, but it's literally Justin Gaethje. They, they give him lines on how to promote or just like have these jokes about Trojan condoms, about protecting yourself yeah. because he's a fighter. It is the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. Well, I mean, that's the thing though. Like some people have charisma, right? And, and, and it, Kobe it, Bryant, it, rest in peace. Yeah. And it, it helps them like sell shit as well while they might not be the greatest actors. Well, Space Jam was based off of a commercial he did with the Looney Tunes for some like, I forget what it was. Yeah. And then they were like, let's just turn into a whole fucking movie. Right. Now this one, why did they make this? You kind of like, you, you look at the plot too. First, uh, algorithm. What's his name? <laughs> Algae rhythm. Yeah. Okay. So he expositions his whole case in the first <laughs> like act to just let everyone know he's a disgruntled AI. And that he is the bad guy and he's got this motive, which, and then it kind of tells you, wait, is Warner Brothers the antagonist in this movie? <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah. So the people who made this movie are the bad guys? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Yeah. That's true. And then, so another thing, LeBron, the first act is about how he's a terrible father. <laughs> That's fucking right, dude. Yeah, he's just like giving shit to his son for not playing basketball. And not only that, his kid plagiarizes NBA Jam. He's like, whoa, what is this? Dude, this movie, you know why it was so hard for me to watch this movie? And I know that people are saying this is like, oh, it's a kid's movie. It's not for adults, which I think is just the dumbest thing ever because I've enjoyed many kids' movies that weren't for adults that were perfectly fine. Yeah. So what the fuck are some people talking about? Also to the reason why it doesn't make sense, like you were saying, like I'm trying to give him a lot of slack because he's a basketball player because I know how bad they are, right? Yeah. But if you go back to NBA Jam with Michael Jordan, right, he wasn't that bad. Yeah. Right. Which, for me, it it kind of makes it hard for me to be like, well, you know, well, he's a basketball player, he's not an actor. Hey, Michael Jordan did it, right? And yeah. he did it perfectly fine, and he is definitely not an actor. Yeah. His acting was so terrible, like it was making me giggle. Yeah. The whole fucking movie. Like I couldn't pay attention to half of it because of how bad his acting is. He couldn't even do voiceover work. You know, I know. His cartoon version is so animated. And then his voice is just like, what? I'm Robin? <laughs> it's the worst, dude. Yeah. What am I supposed to do? I'm like, bro, please. You guys have so much money backing this film. Give him a fucking acting acting coach. Yeah. Anything. And there it was there was a little meta into it because Steven Yun and Sarah Silverman are Warner Brothers executives and they're selling him this new idea, right? And then they put it on the big screen. And it's an idea for this movie. <laughs> and LeBron James in the meeting room is saying, This is the worst idea I've ever heard. This is bad, really bad. And it's like, you're literally doing it right now. This is <laughs> yeah. the fucking movie. Yeah, it's the movie. And so you, as the movie goes on, like we don't have to talk so much about it, but then you, you watch it through and you're just like, what's he selling? What's Warner Brothers trying to sell too? Like the Looney Tunes back to this, uh, the Gen Z who don't give a shit about yeah. the Looney Tunes. You know what the weird thing is too, and I and I know like this is a maybe for some people feel like this is a false comparison, but there's a way to reiterate childhood nostalgia in 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 the new age now. Yeah, and I'll give a great example of that: the new Animaniacs. 
Right. The new Animaniacs did a very good job of making this thing. Yeah, it's a cartoon for kids, but there's also a lot of adult jokes in there that make sense. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They reiterated a lot of like new shit with the same old comedy sense of humor that we all could fucking laugh at. Right. right? That's what Space Jam could have done too, which I didn't understand why they didn't take that route. Like it just didn't make any sense. I mean, I think it could have been with Wreck-It Ralph with all those fucking Easter eggs, all those mm-hmm. fucking cameos, right? And then Wreck-It Ralph 2, where it was just like beyond Disney, like all these mega corporations and and like um, all these IPs in, in one place and just it soaring through the roof. And, and then because of that, they made Ready Player One and it was just all of these fucking IPs and all this shit. And then this sounded like Warner Brothers being like, oh, shit, we own a bunch of IPs, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Let's sell shit nobody cares about, like Casablanca. Or or TV shows that nobody gives a shit about, like Game of Thrones, because it ended so terribly. People stopped caring about it. Mm -hmm. People stopped recommending it because it's going to end terribly. Yeah. You know, and so it's like, what do you got? The Looney Tunes sell the Looney Tunes. Okay, and oh my gosh, it's just like, it's annoying. Yeah. It's cringy, you know, but it's for kids. Okay, let's sell the Looney Tunes to kids, you know, but then, you know, at what part of it are you going to enjoy, you know, when LeBron like gives so much shit to his son, <laughs> you know, and, he, and he's a terrible father. Well, or the fact that the kid is so easily duped by... Fucking the algorithm, yeah. you know, Don Cheadle. It's like maybe if if he cast a spell on him to make him turn against his father. Oh, yeah, 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 that yeah, yeah. could make sense, right? Like put some digital chip in his fucking brain. No, like this kid's a fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he goes right towards stranger danger. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's, 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 these films are so fucking irresponsible. And it also goes back to the film that we fucking roasted, Raya. Yeah. Like it's, it, it goes, it falls through the same issues, right? The why, why, right. why is this happening? Why, what do you, what is the more, if it's a kid's film, what is the moral of the story? What are children supposed to take away from this? Nothing. His father's an asshole and the child is dumb. This yeah. is a stupid family. <laughs> yeah. This is a stupid fucking family. Yeah. It doesn't, it was just like, you have to understand too. Like, yeah, I, I have a little bit of ADHD, right? But I love Looney Tunes. I grew up with it yeah. and I couldn't watch it. And once again, when we talk about films and you say that it's just for kids, you shouldn't be even be watching it in the first place. You can't say that. You know why? Because a lot of my favorite films are quote unquote made just for kids. Right. All the toy stories. All like the every to- Pixar movie. Exactly. Right. And if we want to talk about a great fucking Pixar movie, I'm not sure if you saw it. Did you see Luca? Not yet. No. Luca was absolutely, you should watch it and we'll talk right. about it later. But that's also a, ki- a film that was made for kids, but it made fucking sense. There was a great through story and a moral to it. The animation was fucking amazing. Right. Like we can see these things objective. There was another, there was another animation film too, where it was about robots taking over the world. It was on Netflix. Shit. Uh, oh, the Mitchells. Yeah, the Mitchells versus the machines. Fuck yeah, so good. How fucking good was so that? So good. Film? There's the same people who made Spider Verse. Okay, well, that makes yeah. sense then. Yeah. That film was so fucking yeah. good. Phil Lord and Christopher Miller, all their films are great. All of them. They make, they made 21 and 22 Jump Street, right? A fucking R rated, like, you know, movie for us to enjoy, but then they understand comedy. They understand film structure. They also made Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. They also made Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. They make these great, and the Mitchells and the Machines. Holy fucking shit. So oh, good. by the way, too, I'm not sure if I've ever said this on the podcast. I was supposed to be into the Spider-Verse. I was supposed to be in it. What? So, oh, you don't know that? No. So, when I was, uh, after Gook the film, I was acting. I, I got called in because I did uh, voiceover work um, I got auditioned to do the voiceover for the Asian kid into the Spider-Verse. His roommate. His roommate. And right. he didn't say anything in that film, right? Right. The original script, he was the comedic relief throughout the whole film. Oh. I had that role. Oh. He got cut out. <laughs> oh, shit. So you guys are talking to a potential Oscar winner right here. <laughs> Wait, so you recorded lines and then you just everything. cut it? I recorded everything. Oh, my God. And the character got cut. And it was between me and another very famous actor, but that person wasn't going to get it. So when I left the place, they're like, oh, it's between you and said guy, which you guys are going to know who he is. But 
the person, the uh, comes out, he goes, just to let you know, I'm 99% sure it's you. It's going to be you. Damn. And I like, so just wait for the call. Get back. Agent says they're cutting that character out and they're going a different direction. So it's it's it's, it's not going to work out. Devastated. I was actually like depressed for like a month. I, mean, I would be. I I, I was so happy to do that role. I added all these like comedic beats to it. I was given freedom. That's why those yeah. I know, amazing, amazing directors. They they are so dope. So you were supposed to be the Spider Verse version of Ned in the MCU. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So that, that that character played a bigger role, but he just passed out in whatever yeah. that film. So was was that your you? passing out was that your voice no it was out? it was not it was not i didn't get credit for it it was just but oh. and so but that also led to another opportunity where i did voiceover work for uh wish dragon okay okay yeah so mm. i was in wish dragon for a little bit and i was brought in to, by the way that director too amazing like yeah so great uh i was brought into audition for the main villain i didn't get the part mm. but bobby lee was a part of it there was another youtuber that was in it too there's a bunch of people yeah. i think phil wong was in there too i gotta check it out i haven't i just so much i haven't which dragon essentially is the asian version of aladdin okay so so a, you mean a better version of raya <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> okay. so which dragon was infinitely better than fucking uh, raya and i i i auditioned for the main villain for that yeah and then um the director was like oh you actually do voices really well like it might not work for this, but can you do voices for all the other side characters? So I did voices for every single fucking side character. All right, and uh, right. they kept he kept one of my voices. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, so I was I, I went back like two or three times. Right. So I got paid a day rate to work with the director to to develop like character development for for all the side voices. Okay. Yeah. So and I got that recommended for that because of the Spider Verse thing. He recommended me to um um ah, I forgot his name, but amazing amazing director. Yeah. So yeah, I wanted to fucking die. Yeah, well, you know, all you brain farts out there, just let out a wishful, you know, fart for a David's next role yeah. <laughs> in an animated I film. I was so fucking mad because I went to go watch Into the Spider-Verse. And I was like, I bet you this film's going to fucking suck anyway. I watched it three times. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I love that I shit. I watched it three yeah. times in theaters because I liked it that much. Yeah. And then I cried myself to sleep for a month. So, <laughs> yeah, in my face. Yeah, I didn't tell anybody about that shit. But yeah, I, I I got called in to do that audition, got called back three or four times. Yeah. And they came out like, this is basically yours. So just wait for the call. And then that character was gone. Yeah, it was probably better off for you to just not bring it up. Yeah, so right? there was the original script. It was like, um, he came in and he had this power. He goes, oh shit. And he's like, oh my God, what the fuck is going on? Like, oh, not the fuck. He's like, what is yeah. this? Like, you have this power, this power, what? And they start connecting and they're having fun. And he's like the comedic relief throughout the whole film. Yeah. So he had a very, very important role in the film. But when I watched the film, I understood why they took him out. Yeah. Way too many characters. He yeah. would not have fit. Yeah. I was like, very, very good move on their part. I wanted to fucking die. <laughs> the movie's better, but <laughs> yeah, I haven't really done voiceover work since then because I've been so scarred. Yeah, like, but I would love to do voiceover work again. I still have a voiceover agent. I just haven't been auditioning. Yeah, because I'm still a little bitter. I know it's been two, three years. Yeah, but <laughs> do it, man. I'm do a little, it. I'm a little sad. It's, it's it's your time, dude. Yeah, it's all this. You know, Asian American media is coming out. I think, fuck, you could be in anything, dude. Yeah, I, I mean, I would love to do voiceover working, but I was in Wish Dragon for you guys who don't know. I, I played so a very small role. I'll go home and watch that. Yeah, a lot of these like animated films are fucking killing it. Minus Space Jam. <laughs> yeah, so that's the end. So at least the the first Space Jam, they actually play play basketball. Yeah, right. And then they have cartoon antics, but then at the end of this Space Jam: New Legacy, they play NBA Jam. You know, the old arcade. Yep. <laughs> and um, they like have like these thousand point deficits and shit. And so without, you know, a, a sense of like actual scorekeeping, there was no sense of like urgency, right? There was no real ticking clock. There was yeah, no yeah, yeah. like, oh, like what are we going to do is just, yeah, okay, let's just wait for what they're going to do next, mm -hmm. right? I think the weird thing too is for people who don't watch, who, let's say these kids who don't know Looney Tunes, right? Mm. A, a big part of that film's success, Space Jam, the first one, was based on our connection with the original Looney, Looney Tunes cartoon cast. Yeah, because the original 50s, 60s, 70s cartoons were still running at mm -hmm. that time, right? And we watched it religiously. So there was no explanation to who these cartoon characters are. But then when I look at it from a perspective of, let's say these kids don't know what these Looney Tunes are, they're like, what the fuck is this with this talking duck? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like what? What? What is this shit? What is this skunk? What is this? All you know, all this yeah. like weird stuff. So it's like I wonder if uh, people who watch that and they don't know what Looney Tunes are, they're like, where do these fucking cartoons and characters come from? Who the fuck are they? Yeah, like, 
it's you just kind of supposed to know them, right? Yeah. And their antics. But then the idea of Looney Tunes in the original iteration, I believe, is actual mental disorders. Oh, that's right. Made into cartoon characters. So like Bugs Bunny is narcissism. Daffy Duck is like is a, a sort of insanity. That's why he'd always go, ooh, 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 ooh whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh Elmer Fudd was, you know, let's you know, slow. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, Porky Pig had a bad stutter, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so yeah, Tasmanian Devil, just hyperactivity and all these things. So they represented um, mental disorders into a children's cartoon, you know, How for, lovely. for kids to watch. And obviously they're kind of kind of get away from that and just kind of expect people to know that these are these people's characters. But then if you don't know who the fuck they are, why the fuck are you going to put in like the Wizard of Oz? Like, how many kids are watching Wizard of Oz? Exactly. Who's going to fucking know um, Casablanca? The, the, when it got to the black and white film, I kind of didn't get where it was. Yeah, neither did I. From. Yeah. Like the only things you and knew. Even was, when I was younger, I probably still wouldn't have understood that shit either. Yeah, me neither. I we Our parents didn't show us Casablanca. Exactly. I was just listening to fucking <laughs> uh, Gone with the wind hymns and hearing my mom fucking praying yeah. tongues in the middle of the night. We have to watch like Bible stories. Exactly. Shit. Probably watch King of Egypt a million oh times. Oh my <laughs> God, dude. Fucking Charleston Heston, Charlton Heston is shit. All those films. Yeah, dude. Oh, the Ten Commandments. I was talking about the animated one. Oh. Uh, yeah, the King of Egypt. You will win. Oh, that's believe. right. I didn't want, yeah. I actually don't remember too much of that, but I know fucking Char- the Ten Commandments, Charlton Heston. Oh, I watched yeah. that shit so fucking yeah, much. The, the two VHS ones. <laughs> hey, what was that fucking uh, parody that they did of the Charlton Heston where they were, there was like 15 commandments and he dropped the tablet and it cracked them. And then he was like, I give you 10 commandments. I don't know. Was that like a Monty Python? It might have been a Monty Python thing, yeah. but that shit was so fucking funny. They're just clowning on the Bible the whole yeah. time. And I was like, Life of Brian. Dude, I was yeah. laughing at that sketch and I felt like I was going to go to hell. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I shouldn't Dude. be laughing, but this is so funny. Yeah. I mean, Going back to the original point, like kid, like some movies are made for kids, right? Mm-hmm. And you're not supposed to stress about them. But at the same time, if you were a parent, like you want to show your kids stupid shit because you believe your kid's dumb anyway, and like she's not going to get it. They're just going to like the yeah, pretty that's colors, not right. yeah, yeah. Um, like it, like the whole reason why, like I just learned, like you're not supposed to baby talk. To toddlers, you're supposed to talk to them regularly so that they learn language yeah. proficiently, right? I think uh, the artist you had here, he he had mentioned that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's there's all this like weird stuff too. Like when you go into like child psychology. So I have a friend who's like a child therapist and um, specifically uh, she deals with uh, – she not that she deals with it, but she, she was telling me about certain things um, about like child – like even speech therapy, yeah. right? So she was talking about a problem that parents have now in like the new age. So we have like the second generation of people who um, don't want their kids to suffer. This seems to be the ongoing theme. You see it on Twitter. Oh, I shouldn't feel pain. I shouldn't feel bad. People make me feel bad. Right. Which for me, I'm just like, you're shut the fuck up. Like yeah. it's going to happen. Um, not to say your feelings aren't valid, but you got to accept pain as a part of life. It's yeah. part of growth. Um so a lot of these parents now are having trouble with their kids not being able to speak at an early age. Mm. They can't communicate. And the reason why is because parents are having an issue with always doing things for their kid. So for example, if a kid wants something, right? Let's say these little wonderful uh, coasters from Ecuador. And before the kid goes, I want those coasters, right? The kid will go open their mouth up and the parent will go, oh, do you want these coasters? <laughs> Kid's about to say something else. Oh, do you want a glass of water? And they're speaking for their kids all the fucking time. Right. So these these people who are like child speech uh, speech therapists, this is one of the biggest issues that they're dealing with because their parents are coddling these kids so much. Oh, so kids are just going, mm, mm, Exactly. Mm. And they're not learning how to speak yeah. because they're speaking for their fucking kids all the fucking time. Right. Another thing that uh, that they were uh, – my best friend was telling that uh, their uh, pediatrician friends are talking about, a lot of these kids are getting sick. Because their parents are such germaphobes, they're not allowing their kids to go ahead and build up their immune system. So what I found out through him and the pediatrician is that a lot of kids, children, small children, they develop um, a stronger immune system by crawling around and sticking their hands in their mouth. But they'll stop them from doing that. But they actually need that for those germs to build up their immune system. It's actually a very natural part of life. But they won't let their kids do that. So the kids have weaker immune systems. Their motor functions are shit because of this Mm. babying thing that's happening. Right. So, I mean, back to the topics of 
bad kid movies. Yeah. Right. So if, if you show too much content of, of like baby talk videos, like well into like when they're in their toddlers or even turning four or five, that's like as if you're still bottle feeding them. It's right. It's, it's as if they're still in diapers at that mm-hmm. point. So it's like at, at that point too, I would imagine like you would want a more comprehensive children's movie. Kids aren't dumb, dude. They learn. Yeah. They're sponges. Like they learn, they learn from these morals of things that are right and wrong. Like when we talk about kids films, oh, leave these kids films. They're made for kids. You telling me right now as an adult, you don't like fucking Aladdin. <laughs> That's also a kid's film. Yeah. One of the best animated films of all time. Yeah. And so, yeah. And what was the moral of that? Right. It was about being yourself. Being true right? to yourself being and not lying. Yourself. Right. And then who had the same <laughs> kind of mo- motive? Wonder Woman 84. Yeah. <laughs> with the same wish concept, but it was like, what the fuck is this? I know. Like, <laughs> and you realize, oh, this version of Wonder Woman is a children's film. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, but it's like, well, what are you teaching them? Yeah. And we can go through this thing. And you know what's so interesting too, when you were bringing up the whole, uh, I actually forgot to mention this, but I think uh, Winnie the Pooh originally too, like those characters were supposed to be yeah. a mental thing as well, right? Yeah. Like, you uh, are obviously very uh, a depression mm-hmm. kind of thing, and um, yeah, I, I forget. OCD so many, was um, was rabbit. Yes, it? yes, yes. Right. And Tigger was a hyperactivity. Yeah, like that. and it was showing how all of these emotions of these these different um, characters live together and they're friends together and how they deal with each other. You know, have you seen the uh, Christopher Robin movie? Was it? Have I seen Christopher? Was it the live action one? It was a live action one with the, where they had Winnie the Pooh. And so Christopher Robin, obviously through like World War II or whatever, starts to grow up. He uh-huh. becomes a little hard and forget about forgets about his happiness in his childhood. Was it the one with Ewan McGregor? Yes, I yes, believe okay, so. I did see that Right, one. and then uh, Winnie the Pooh gets wind of it. He co- goes into the tree and he finds Christopher Robin as yeah. an adult and tries to remind him of himself. Yeah. That fucking movie made me cry like a yeah, motherfucker. Yeah, it was so touching. Like- I bawled my fucking eyes out. And you know what the crazy thing is too? Yeah, that's a kid's movie. But as an adult, I actually related it related to it a lot, right? Because yeah. that the mor- the moral of that story is too is that we forget our personal happiness because we feel that as an adult, we need to always behave and do things a certain way. We always push our personal happiness aside to conform to what everybody else says about their definition of what happiness, what an adult should be, right? Mm. And it reminded me of kind of how I lived, used to live my life too prior to me doing the film, prior to me doing all this other stuff. It's like you, we, we forget to kind of take care of our inner child and learn how to be happy. Winnie the Pooh is my favorite Disney character of all time. So many real quotables. When I have a kid, it's going to be Winnie the Pooh quotes and everything all over. Mm. Amazing quotes, amazing life lessons all the fucking time. Yeah. If you look up just Winnie the Pooh quotes, every single one of them makes me cry. Like, I'm and, like, yeah, and all that Winnie the Pooh stuff was like way back when. When did they do when were they making like fifties or sixties, right? Yeah. You look at children's content starting from the nineties, where did it fucking go wrong? Why did we get shit like Barney? Why, when did it <laughs> when did it become about singing and dancing? When did it become about the Mickey Mouse Club? When did it become about, you know, like sing along is great. Like I remember, you know, the It'd be like karaoke with classic Disney like show tunes or whatever, right? Um, but then outside of that, like I feel like Sesame Street's the only ones who's still doing with like dealing with real issues and crises like within the modern American families, right? Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> I actually re- I started watching all over again. Uh, Family Matters, right? Right, and I love Jaleel White. I've actually had conversations with Jale- Jaleel White through my. Um, uh, DMs and stuff. Wow. Shout out to Jaleel White. Uh, he has a company called a uh, Purple Urkel. It's, <laughs> I saw that yeah, picture. You dressed up like Urkel again. Yeah, it's, like, it's like a weed company. Yeah. Um, Purple Urkel. Shout out to that company. Check it out. Not getting paid for it. I just fuck with Jaleel White so much too because uh, watching that show made me realize how much of his shit I absorbed. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like I forgot this phrase. It used to, used to be like uh, one of the jokes I used to use all the time because it used to make people laugh. It was, I don't have to take this. I'm going home, <laughs> you know, but that show was so fucking funny because it reminded me of the key and peel sketch where they, where they had, um, 
it wasn't Jaleel White, but it was the actor who plays Chris and everybody hates Chris. Right. And he plays Steve Urkel. Uh-huh. And so in this sketch, you see Jordan Peele, he plays Carl Winslow <laughs> and he's talking to the writer. He's like, I'm sick of this. Like you have me doing all this stupid fucking shit. And I never understood the sketch because I don't remember Family Matters being like that. Yeah. And then what I saw throughout the seasons that throughout the season, what people actually may or may not know, Jaleel White's character, Steve Urkel, was not supposed to be a permanent cast member. Right. He, he wasn't even the main character, right? Yeah. Yeah. But every episode, basically after the first season, was about Steve Urkel. Yeah. Because he hit so well on the uh, so high on the ratings. Yeah. And so that sketch was about how everything was about Urkel and how ridiculous the show was. Yeah, getting. it wasn't about family matters. It was about Urkel matters. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It was crazy because I was watching it. I'm like, wait, hold on a second. Is he going to space? Yeah. Wait, that's right. Stefan Urkel, he made a he made a machine that could that has a cool gene to yeah. it. Wait, he had a teleporting pad that sends him out all the way to Paris? Yeah. <laughs> what, the fuck? what the fuck? Oh wait, he steps into the transforming machine and he turns into fucking Elvis? Yeah, so like it, it started getting more and more ridiculous like way mm-hmm. later, right? Because in that initial first season, he he was what many families in suburban America have is that annoying kid who just always comes by or something, right? Yeah. And he was supposed to be like, so there was family matters back to back with Full House, right? Mm-hmm. And that character in Full House is Kimmy, right? Yeah. She was that annoying neighbor who was just kind of unwelcome, but DJ's best friend, right? Yeah. And so he was that version in Family Matters, but then his charisma and character, like the the what's that called when then when they just kind of survey a bunch of random people while watching the show. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, People just fucking loved Urkel. Right. And so they shot him to the forefront of everything. Right. Dude. Did you come across the episode where Urkel gets saved? No, I don't remember that one. Oh my gosh. There's an episode where Steve Urkel goes to church and he goes to the altar and he's like, I've accepted the Lord into my heart. (laughs) Right. And then the entire audience cheers like this is the 90s of like conservative america i guess like because in the suburban homes like so many people were christians yeah it's such a weird episode to watch today like because who would do that these they had so many musical guests yeah they had like black street they had uh i forgot what her name but she she played on una do you remember on una she was like the 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 nerdy she's a very very famous uh r&b singer fuck i can't believe i'm forgetting her name i fucking love her um This podcast is brought to you once again by Purple. They have been sponsoring this podcast because I want them to be a sponsor because I sleep on their stuff. It is amazing. And I know what you're thinking. Why should I invest into another mattress when I already have one? You don't have a mattress. You have a sack of sadness that you sleep on. You have no idea what you're missing out on because you have not blessed your back, your buttocks, your side, your stomach, whatever type of sleeper that you are with a Purple mattress. We're talking about their patented technology grid that keeps you cool and comfortable because I sleep hot. It's hot as hell lately. And guess what? Your boy hasn't sweat a single drop in his sleep because purple somehow is super comfortable, super ventilated, super cool and amazing, amazing, amazing. So stop sleeping on your bag of sadness. Get yourself a purple mattress, a purple product, purple anything. I also use their purple cushion when I sit down to help my booty. Check it out, genius brain listeners purple is comfort reinvented right now you'll get 10 percent off any order of 200 dollars or more go to purple.com slash brain 10 and use promo code brain 10 that's purple.com slash brain 10 promo code brain 10 for 10 percent off any order of 200 dollars or more purple.com slash brain 10 promo code brain 10 terms apply but she was on una she had fucking they had a uh not larry bird fucking uh <laughs> grandmama uh, Larry Johnson. I want to say Larry Johnson, but it Charlotte were, Hornets. Yes, yes. the the, gra- the granny shot. Yeah, yeah. yeah everybody yeah. imitated the granny shot because of that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. but that's how he would shoot his free throws. It was fucking hilarious. But so many fucking guests, and it got to that point too, dude. Do you remember this? That so times are different, right? You also talk about like conservative America when he said he accepted the Lord Jesus as Savior Christ. Everybody's cheering their fucking head off. Yeah. Do you remember a character? That he played that would not pass in today's uh, cultural climate. He, there was a female version. There was so that's right. that's Myrtle Urkel, right? But another character that he played that, that when he went into this machine, he became a fighting machine 
Who did he become? Asian person. What? <laughs> I don't remember this one. <laughs> Bruce Lee. What? You don't remember Urkel as Bruce Lee? No. Dude, so he would go into the machine, right? He would come out of it and he was Bruce Lee and he would start beating people up. That's not the crazy part. And I don't I still don't find it offensive. Yeah. But in today's climate, you wouldn't be able to do it. He comes out and he goes, Why hello? My name is Bruce. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. So you want Twabo? <laughs> Oh, hello, oh, big no. guy. You don't want to come here. And it's like, I'm not fucking. Sh- and I saw that shit and I was like, I was cracking up. <laughs> and I remember as a kid, I couldn't wait until he turned into Blue Sweet. <laughs> Please, more Blue Sweet. Yeah. The, that accent is exactly yeah. what he sounded like. And there was an episode where Carl turns into Bruce Lee, too. <laughs> Both of them. So in this episode, they're about to get jumped by these bikers, this biker gang or whatever. And then Carl and him, he goes, well, let's, let's, hey, big guy, let's just go in. By the way, 4,000 episodes, he had to do that voice. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, that's like hard to take right now. <laughs> yeah. He would go, he went, they went into the machine. Carl and him, Winslow, go in and they could both come out with Bruce Lee with the bowl cut and the outfit. A bowl cut? The bowl cut and the, fu- look, just look it up on your phone right now. Oh, put, shit. put a Steve Urkel Bruce Lee. Hell well. Hell well, silly guy. You want to get the twabo? Let me look this shit up. It's fucking crazy. And when I look at that, I'm like, dude, times were really different. I still don't find it offensive because, I, like I said, I remember watching that and wanting to see it again. And it happened three times throughout the show. <laughs> and I'm just, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. That's a crazy ass fucking face. With the, with the accent. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So that also reminded me of another episode where um, there's just this locker room talk, right, with Eddie. Right. And so the rumors are swirling. And towards the end, Carl corners his son, Eddie, and he's like, Son, I need you to tell me, are you a virgin? And then he goes, Yes, dad. Woo! The crowd erupts in cheers. That's hilarious. <laughs> Those are the classic episodes that I remember. Like, I don't know. I blocked out this Bruce Lee stuff. Dude, there's all Whoa. this other stuff too. There's like an episode where Laura wants to go out and party. And uh, she's like dressed in this, you know, at that time, I guess, very revealing dress, but it was a skin tight dress. Mm. And her father's, you know, giving her a lecture about how, you know, you don't want people to judge you by the dress that you're wearing, right? You want people to respect your mind. But nowadays it's like, my yeah. body, you could do whatever the fuck yeah, you want. Don't let a man going. tell you what to wear. The, the the rhetoric has changed so much since the 90s. I mean, the, the funny part though was that family month, Matters was running on ABC. Mm-hmm. Fresh Prince of Bel Air was running on NBC, and they were covering all that shit without that fucking bullshit. Yeah, though, yeah, right? yeah. They yeah, were yeah. just more or less like Hillary Banks was all about that shit, mm-hmm. right? Um, even Ashley was trying was when she was coming into age, and people were trying to protect her all the time. Mm-hmm. And she sings that song that she just wants a little. I forget what song she actually sang, but yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. There's so many of those things that I think that's why, like, I kind of lean way towards Fresh Prince yeah, much yeah, yeah. more. And I probably just stopped watching Family Matters after it just got ridiculous. Do you remember uh, Steve Urkel's girlfriend, too, Myra? Yes. So, you know, she passed away at the age of 22 what? from stomach cancer. What? So she passed away, like, not too long after the show ended. She, from, yeah. Damn. That's a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that, like the Yellow Ranger, original Yellow Ranger. She died from a car accident, right? Cancer as well. Yeah. Oh shit! I didn't know that. That yeah. was from the car accident. <laughs> and I was like, as a kid, when I found out that she passed away, and I think I was like, it was pretty young though that she passed away. And I'm thinking, like, dude, you're a power. Why don't you just jump out the car? Damn. <laughs> 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 Fucking dumbass. If you want to be any lower, you want to take it, make this the bummer episode. Do you remember Ducky from Land Before Time? Yes. Yep. 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 She died before the movie came out. Her father murdered her and her mother. Get the fuck out of here. Them. Yeah. Yeah. Such a fucking bummer. Really? Really. And then they made like nine more movies and recast her like different people. But yeah, that original voice of Ducky. Yeah. <gasps> fucking. You're fucking shitting me, dude. No, I love dude. Land Before Time. Ducky was the best. So sweet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then if you see her real life photo too. Oh my gosh. What a sweet, cute looking girl. And fucking father murdered her 
<laughs> so this is the the bummer genius brain episode. Dude, all this like Hollywood shit, man. Yeah. Even when we talk about this, like everybody's on the whole free Britney thing. Yeah. Right. And uh, it was like the whole, she's under a conservatorship. Yeah. Her father basically owns her whole life. It's, it's pretty fucking nuts, man. Yeah. And I, I've been watching so many things about like childhood uh, actors and how they're turning out. And th- it does go to say something about this industry that fucks people up. Mm. Right. It's just not normal for people to grow under this much spotlight. It's very fucking odd. Yeah. Like to have that much attention, that much power, that much pull at such a young age. But then we also make them the sacrificial lamb. Well, like they, we fuck them up too. Like we're like, you know, we, we lift them up just because we want to see them crash and burn. It's trauma porn, man. Yeah. People love fucking trauma porn. They, they are specifically looking for things to either gossip about, hate some, hate, hate about. Can I just tell you this too? So I had an Instagram live and I'm not sure if you, if you were there on this part, if you watch this part of the Instagram live, there was a girl that I brought on. And she was like in a library and she had her earphones on. Uh-huh. Sweet girl. But then she started telling me all this YouTube drama stuff. Like, oh, did you hear about this? Oh, did you hear about this? Did you nah, hear about I didn't this? Join that part. Okay, so she was talking about like um rice jump. Rice uh fuck rice gum. Rice gum. Yeah. Um, he basically promoted this crypto scam to a bunch of kids. People lost a shit ton of money. Whoa. Right. And then she goes, oh, did you also hear about this drama? Did you also hear? I'm like, wait, hold on a second. What do you do all day? <laughs> And then she starts going into all these intricacies about every fucking and I, and I literally told in the in the Instagram live I was like I'll be honest with you I don't know who the fuck you're talking about like what is this yeah. stuff that you're talking about like I I don't know and she goes oh so I have a I have a group chat where me and my friends we just gossip about all the stuff that's going on uh, that's all she does all day it's the Gen Z tabloid yeah they sit around and they gossip about celebrity gossip all day yeah fucking insane. Isn't that what the shade room is at the end of the day? Kind of, yeah, it's a tabloid um, and, profile. And it was weird that she was telling me stuff as if she she was trying to connect to me. And I'm like, I hope you know. Like, I didn't say this to her, right? And like I said, sweet girl, if you're a fan, I love you to death. Thank you for supporting me. But yeah. cut that loser shit out. Like that's some of the most. You are so invested into other people's lives that you don't even know shit about yourself. Yeah. How fucking sad is that? Like once again, fan, I appreciate you so much, but. Everybody was roasting her in the comments. Yeah. Like, what the fuck are you doing, you but loser? If all you know is other people's shit, that's all you know. Yeah. And that's all you got to talk about when you're doing IG live to for people to ask you questions. But it's like, have you heard? <laughs> yeah. It's have you heard? Have you heard? Did you know about this? And I'm like, oh, thank you for letting me know this stuff. Cool. Very what about cool conversation. you? What about you? Maybe her question should have been, how do I get over this fucking lifestyle? <laughs> yeah. Like the, the most poison. And those are the people too that really end up getting personally hurt from comments that sit around and steal around, try to destroy people all day because this is the world that they live in. This is where they feel empowered. Right. It's not fucking real. It's like, okay, so let's role play. If, if I was her, David, I can't stop talking shit about people who have no direct correlation to my life. <laughs> what do I do? I stay up all night till 6 a.m. reading all these uh, you know, YouTube tabloids about the, the beef between this YouTuber and that YouTuber. What do I do? And it's like, dude, you're a fucking loser. Cut that shit out. <laughs> yeah. Cut that fucking shit out. What the fuck are you talking about? You, you're so invested in other people's lives that you don't have a life of your fucking own. How sad is that shit? Like literally I could tell that this person doesn't have much friends. And they're, mm. and this person's friends is probably the people that are in that little chat room. Right. They've never really met each other. And all they do is talk shit and gossip all day. And they think that they're, that's friends. Let me tell you guys something. If you develop bonds through talking shit, those aren't real friendships. Yeah, You never develop good stuff because I know a lot of people who, not know, I've known a lot of people who have actually confronted about this bad behavior of connecting through people by talking shit. And those friendships never last. They yeah. be, they enjoy the fact that they're the source of knowledge about all the negative stuff. And people go, oh, I want to hear more. Oh, you hate that person too? Yeah. Me too. Exactly. Besties. Yep. <laughs> you're, you're, it's like, oh, you have a common enemy. Mm-hmm. So that's why you're friends. Like that happens in war. Exactly. <laughs> There's no found, strong foundation for a friendship at all. Yeah. And in fact, like I, I witnessed something about somebody that I, that um not, not too long ago that I was like, okay. We can kick it every now and then, but you and I are not friends because this person had issues with another friend of mine. But when we were at this gathering and a party, he was talking to this person um, 
perfectly fine, right? Yeah. Saying like, oh, you're my closest friend. Like I understand because our, our, our other mutual friend they were having issues with. And they're like, yeah, I can't believe that person would say that to you. Honestly, I feel like I'm way closer to you than them. And then I don't know whether he forgot that I was there at that party <laughs> or not. But then we, because it's a mutual friend of ours, we also got invited to have dinner at that person's house as well. Yeah. And then he starts talking shit about the person that they said that they're way closer to. So yeah, I can't believe, you know what they were saying over there? They're trying to fucking brainwash me. I was like, hold on a second, dude. You just thrive off of fucking gossip. You're just a yes man, you fucking pussy made bitch. And yeah, this is a dude. I- <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's a dude. I was like, I completely don't respect this person anymore. Look, I, I think I'm, I might know who you're talking about because I have um, certain problems with uh, a guy who had hosted a party too, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I was invited, but because I know about the way I feel, like I know there's gonna be great food. I know there's going to be great company. I know there's going to be lots of people I, I haven't seen in a while. But in my honest head, I was like, I'm going to get triggered by this guy. I'm, I'm, I'm going to feel some type of way. And I don't even understand why I don't like them. I'm not going to go searching for it either, you know. And I'm not going to find affirmation in other people like, do you also not like this about this person? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the best per- thing for me to do is not go. Yeah. No. <laughs> best thing to do. And that's what I didn't do it yeah I, I was so shocked because and this is and the reason why i brought that up was just to go back to the fact that the only way this person knows how to bond with people is to find a common enemy yeah right come on man and just agreeable with anybody as long as they could find a common enemy and just the day before at a different party he was saying different shit to the other person like <sighs> how do you live like that like how how do you fucking live like that no they I don't mean, have I... real connections and this person that's supposed to be their really close friend they don't have a real connection they all know it. They fight all the fucking time. And the reason why is because they bonded over something that's as weak as talking shit about one person. This guy sounds like he must actually hate himself, but he can't understand why. <laughs> it's just the Projecting sad- it on other people. Oh, it's the saddest thing. You should see this dude in his personal relationships. It's like the biggest pussy you ever seen in your life, dude. Yeah. Just gets verbally bashed and berated all the time uh, by a significant other. And we just watch. And, and you see this fool just in the sunken place, just cooking. <laughs> like I've literally witnessed this guy get like his, his uh, wife called him a fucking full blown retard in front of us. Called him an idiot and a moron and a retard. And he was like, oh yeah, I deserve it. I'm like, oh my gosh. Come on, man, bro. Come on, man. Like, have some dignity, have some type of day. And also to that woman, it's like fucking calling him a retard in front of company and guests. Like if that's, that's what your man. Quote yeah. Unquote. <laughs> and that, imagine this. If, if she would say that to him in public, what was she, what's she saying to him behind doors? Yeah. Oh shit. I mean, it's much worse than the R word. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Just call, like legit called him a retard in front of us in front of their kid too, by the way. So it's like, ah, good God. <laughs> yeah. Good God almighty. In front of their fucking kid. And I'm like, wow and i'm like sitting here just seething yeah but i'm not saying anything because number one and i'm like you chose to be in this situation and we've advised you not to and you're still doing it because you feel like this person's the only person for you and you're a terrible person that you would call somebody that you supposedly love a, a fucking retard yeah i mean it sounds Verbal like abuse. he's influenced by a lot of cattiness around his life yeah where other people around him are behaving that way and he just seems that oh this is how you know, this is how people behave. This is how friendships survive. Don't, yeah. don't, and like, uh, oh, it's uh, so normal not to have a long lasting relationship. Yeah. And now I'm just amicable with them. And it's like, I choose not to be around that. So we don't really hang out much anymore. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure they're wondering, well, how come, you know, he doesn't hit me up. And if I did, you will hear everything. But I'm trying to learn how to be nicer to people. So now I'm just like, well, if they hit me up, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll grab lunch. But you're not in my inner circle. Yeah. Like it, it never really was in the first place. But you know, it's like, I can't deal with that shit. Yeah. It's hard for me not to say something. That's why. So I have, like you, I just can't be in those situations. Yeah. I mean, like, cause I'm not going to lie. I do feel some type of way about certain people around me. Yeah. You know, but it's not on me to go around telling people about what I hate about this person. Yeah. Who the fuck are we? You know, not because I'm trying to, you know, I don't want them to know that I hate them. It's like, what purpose does it serve if they did know I hated them? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and, and so I'm like, well, that's him and, and that's his character, right? And he seems happy. He seems fine being that way. And you know what? And he's got plenty of friends. So who am I to be like, oh, but that he that guy's such a piece of shit. 
Or maybe it's like, maybe we're not meant to be friends. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people <laughs> do sometimes they think that other people are assholes when really it's just that you guys just don't vibe. That's yeah. all. Like it's, it's, it's okay too. And I hear a lot of people who talk shit about some other people where they're like, oh, this person's this and that. And it's like, or you guys just don't get along. Like they don't have to be an enemy. Yeah. It's just more like you guys are from two different fucking worlds. Yeah. That's yeah. all that it is. Yeah. For sure. Well, guys, that wraps up this episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. We talked a little bit about Space Jam, some other animated films, my depression, <laughs> my fucking deep-seated depression. Hey, I, sign up for BetterHelp, right? Yep. Sign up for BetterHelp. I'm on that. I'm on it. Hey, uh, not any sponsored guy from yeah. it, but yo, since you told me to sign up, yo, it's been great. It's dope. Yeah, like, I talked to my really therapist. I actually had a session not too long ago um, with my therapist and it was fucking dope. It was crazy. I mean, we're supposed to end this podcast, but just a, just a quick thought. There's some something about a therapist that people don't understand. You become the most honest human being ever because it's, it's like a moment where you could say how you feel without feeling like you're going to be judged. Right. And you just say stuff. I, I would say telling this person stuff that I don't think I told Mario yeah, or my brother or anybody right. because I feel like I can get this off my chest. I can be vulnerable. I can cry in front of this person without feeling judged. Yeah. I'll tell you something, bawling my eyes out about <laughs> shit that I didn't think that bothered me. Yeah. Right. And they're like, and they just listen. Yes. I'm like, oh, this is so nice. Yeah. You know, but that's like the, the, the healing part about therapy is being able to be in a, in a non-judgment zone and kind of hash out your thoughts. Right. And, and then ask somebody who's credible for advice. You say some shit that you never thought was a part of you or like very uncharacteristic, but still be validated in your feelings. Yeah. Even though there was like a language you use that isn't something you're used to. A hundred percent. But then, well, but these feelings are real. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, guys, that wraps up this episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. You could catch Ed Park at Ed Park VP and also catch him at... Bible study at Momo. Bible study at Momo. Check out his podcast, Really Fun Stories. And we will see you all next time. Peace. Peace.